Super Talk Mississippi media production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Happy Friday to you, Golden Eagle fans. Listen across the state of Mississippi. It's the Eagle Hour. Hey, we're on the road. And it's windy out here at the Hattiesburg Country Club for the Scott Berry Golf Classic. We are set up right on the number one tee box. Not, not necessarily right on it, Kelly, but we're within sight of it. We're behind the 16th green. Okay. And uh, we should say Brian Dozier sunk about a hundred foot putt behind us here about ten minutes ago. Shirt stayed on, but he threw his putter. In but, but I'm surprised the people in Laurel didn't hear it because I mean, <laughs> we, good, we we were looking gracious. around. Where, we were we were looking around. Where's the part three? Uh, yeah, because it was a hole in one. We thought, but but yeah, windy day. Sun's trying to come out a little bit. Really, the first uh, this is like semi fall winter day, and you've got on a short sleeve shirt and shorts, man. This I love this. You know what's about sixty degrees maybe. Uh, very comfortable for me. But, yeah, here at the Scott Berry uh, Golf Classic or whatever you want to call it, former Southern Miss baseball coach Hill Denson is here. He's going to join us a little bit later on in the program. Yeah, yeah. Coach Denson is going to sit in with us. Keller Bradford, who's the brand-new um, baseball operations, going to tell us a little bit about Treat at the Pete last night. Coach Berry dressed up as a magician. And uh, Jody Lott, mayor of the Roost, uh, will join us too. But, yeah, I think they, they've got 35, 36 uh, teams in this today and seeing a lot of former Southern Miss uh, baseball players. Uh, Cliff Russell and Mark Maddox are in a cart together. And and former golf coach Jerry Weeks there uh, he is. just drove by on his golf cart. So, man, this is this is the varsity here, Luke. There's former Southern Miss kicker Kurt Jones right here is uh, in a brace. I don't know what he's done to his ankle, but, yeah, there's Kurt. Like him, played with him. So lots of people out here today. All right, history. We, we like it when history's made on this sure. show, don't we? For the first time in program history, women's soccer wins the Conference USA West Division last night. They went down 1-0 against UTSA, but then uh, in the 68th minute came back. Uh, Elena Escueldo continued a phenomenal first season. She tied it up. And uh, we talked about yesterday how Kendall Mendich, uh, is has led really right now in, in saves and, and wins. She had nine saves yesterday, and, and if you haven't seen this, Golden Eagle fans, if you go on the Southern Miss uh, women's soccer, uh, there is a highlight yesterday where she had about three saves in about ten seconds, and just phenomenal. And uh, so the, the Lady Eagles tie UTSA. They go to overtime and, and end up tying. So Southern Miss now uh, finishes the regular season in first place and uh, first time in history that they have won the West. They finish uh, the regular season 4-1 and three ties. They finish overall for the regular season 8-3 three, and 3. And when you look forward um, to next week, Southern Miss women's soccer now the first place in the West down in Boca. Uh, as we get ready for next weekend, the conference championship, they will play at 7 p.m. next Wednesday. That's a 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 uh, Central. They will play the winner of FAU in Charlotte. Pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. And these games will be televised, yes? They're on ESPN Plus, absolutely. So next Wednesday night at 6 p.m., Lady Eagles 
uh, will take on the winner of FAU and Charlotte. They play on Monday. And I know they would have, you know, in a perfect world, they would have liked to have won it outright with a win yesterday, but all they had to do was tie. And uh, that was good enough to clinch the division for the first time ever. Big crowd on hand yesterday, and I coach, I know that Coach Mo was thrilled at the effort the uh, ladies put forth. Yeah, he, he was interviewed after the game, and one of the things that he said was, you know, they said that it couldn't be done at Southern Miss, and they said it couldn't be done in Hattiesburg. And he just said it can be done at Southern Miss, it can be done in Hattiesburg. And uh, nine years he's been here. And uh, first time in, in history. So congratulations uh, to all of our coaching staff, Coach Mo especially. And you got three seniors on this team. Swayze Bozeman was there yesterday because his girlfriend, Macy Pennington, is one of the defenders. And it was funny, as Coach Mo was in the background, you could see, or Coach Mo was in the foreground being interviewed, you could see Swayze and all of his, you know, giddy up, you know, football giddy up on the soccer pitch. But yeah, a, a great, uh, great day for Southern Miss soccer. Um, just amazing when you can make history like that and do something that's never been done before. And speaking of other history, we understand that uh, there's news out of West Virginia today that the Sun Belt got bigger and better again today. What's breaking out of uh, Huntington? So we're kind of wondering, you know, stuff this morning about, uh, you know, what's what's Marshall's deal and then why are they waiting, you know, like they are. And some of that was uh, yesterday, of course, they named a new president. But I just came across their athletics um, Twitter profile uh, a little less than an hour ago. Let's have some fun. Rises one at Sunbelt. So Marshall now. Uh, it looks like it's official, and uh, the Keith Gill uh, tour across uh, the southeastern and uh, eastern part of the United States will continue. Now, we, we had talked on this show over a month ago that we were, we were getting bits and pieces from different parts of the country. So far, three of those four pieces have been put into the puzzle. Southern Miss, um, Marshall, and Old Dominion. The fourth piece of the puzzle has yet to fall into place. That's James Madison. But there were some other things before James Madison could really be accepted yes. into the Sun Belt, and that has happened. T.J. Eck, who's the sports director for the ABC affiliate in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where James Madison is located, he is reporting as of two hours ago that the uh, James Madison board has approved a plan to pursue moving up to the FBS and joining the Sunbelt Conference. And and this goes back to the millions of dollars that James Madison pumped into all of their athletic facilities. Uh, those around the area who have been familiar with the the, the groundwork in, in that part of the state of Virginia have just said that it is stunning, the facilities at James Madison, anticipating this move. So the board has approved it. They're moving. They're headed to the Sun Belt. And if if everything that we talked about a month ago happens, this should be it. Then the Sun Belt would would be done at least for you know for the near future. A couple other things reporting uh, from uh, on the CUSA front. Liberty got thrown around today. UConn football only was thrown around today. New Mexico, not some of those FCS schools that we heard. But anyway, it looks like uh, Southern Miss will uh, have three more people going with them. Of course, Old Dominion official, Marshall official now. James Madison should be official fairly soon. We're live at the Hattiesburg Country Club today for the Scott Berry Golf Classic. Jeff Cook off in the distance now. The the Jeff Cook. Celebrities everywhere today, Kelly. Yeah, and, and the, some of the guys that played Dixie Youth Baseball with him in the Hattiesburg area were talking earlier. They said pound for pound. They think that because Jeff Cook is not a real tall guy, but they just said pound for pound they thought Jeff Cook was probably the best athlete to ever come through 
the Hattiesburg area, at least in the last four years. There, there's certainly uh, arguments for other people, but you, you certainly understand why Jeff Cook would be on that list. And it is windy it is out here today. Windy out here, and, of course, if I was uh, playing with my slice, it would be helped a little bit. All right, we got a football game tomorrow up in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, Southern Miss. We'll wear all white tomorrow. White uh, jerseys, white pants, white helmets tomorrow. Good guys always do. Taking on uh, the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders tomorrow. And just a couple things about that. Middle Tennessee, uh, it's closed a little bit. They started, I think, at a, as a 16, 15.5-point uh, favorite. Now they're 13-and-a-half. Kind of look at the, uh, the, the stat breakdown. Middle Tennessee allowing 416 yards a game, uh, 240 of that in the air. So Jake Lang, uh, as we talked to Lee Roberts earlier in the week, pretty good chance he's going to play tomorrow. They're uh, averaging 349 a game, 250 of that's through the air, 98 is on the ground. So uh, Southern Miss, you know, should be able to contain their rushing attack a little tomorrow, and it's, so it may be a game of, of the airs. But but if really the way that uh, the way the Southern Miss offense has been realistically. If Middle Tennessee scores 21 points or more, I would think they they would feel that they're in pretty good shape just because the Eagles have just not been able to generate much offense, and obviously that translates into very few points. I, I was not really impressed with the... hot seat there's no doubt about that yeah middle tennessee one of our east opponents this year they're one and two in the conference three and four uh, overall just to look at their conference schedule they lost to to utsa 27 to 13 uh, they lost to charlotte on the road 42 39 came back and won uh, against marshall at home and then the last two weeks they've had two non-conference games with liberty and connecticut but this is uh, where they will start uh, southern miss will be the first of five games um, for them so one and two three and four overall they lost to virginia tech and, uh, and, and a few more games there. And then the Eagles finally come home next week to take on uh, hapless North Texas. Uh, now you talk about you talk about a game next week. You got two teams that would, would desperately need a win. I'm not, not going to reveal my picks for the for the fourth segment, but I'm I'm feeling a little better about the Eagles this week. Why why, why would you why would you not reveal your picks? You have nowhere to go but up. I yeah, think in the I, latest I, standings. I think yeah, I think I'm 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 dead last. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. I uh, what did John Paul Jones say? I have not yet begun to fight. fight. There That's we go. So hey, we're live at the Hattiesburg Country Club today for the Scott Berry Golf Classic. We'll step aside for a commercial break when we get back. Keller Bradford. The brand-new baseball ops guy, former Southern Miss pitcher, will join us. That coming up right after this on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. 
back live. Eagle Hour on the road today. The Scott Berry Golf Classic at the Hattiesburg Country Club. Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander, Will Tony, our producer here live. Michael Mergen's producing for us back in the Super Talk Hattiesburg studios. Happy to have you along with us. I got my brand new swag from Campus Bookmark on my head today. Campus Bookmark located on Hardy Street and anywhere at campusbookmark.net. Hey, we're happy to have uh, joining us now the Keller Bradford, former Southern Miss. Uh, see, we, you're your own man. We won't even bring up your father right here, but you're the director of player development and operations, Keller Bradford's former Southern Miss pitcher. And, uh, dude, you're running around here like a like a wild banshee. Thanks for sitting in with us. Yeah, absolutely. So sure. you're running around, and, man, we have a lot of teams here today. I think they told me a few minutes ago 30 teams, maybe a little more for that. But, you know, we've just been sitting here, and one Southern Miss legend, one Southern Miss – I mean, just after another, the, the, the amount of people here today, pretty pretty awesome yeah it's awesome we have 144 players here and a ton of them are former players so we we confirmed that dozier sunk that 100 foot putt but the shirt stayed on so have you have you had any trouble with him keeping his shirt on on other uh holes today not today uh you know we'll see we still got that probably nine more holes so who knows <laughs> maybe he won't start uh, dancing like the world world series parade all right kelly last night scott barry rumors was he wasn't going to show up in, in, a, in a costume, you know, because Mr. Clean got retired. And, and he always said, oh, I'm getting kind of old for this. And then you what know. does he do? He showed up. What? That was a that was a really good costume coach was in last night as the magician. Absolutely. He was the Pete Taylor, Pete Taylor Park Magic. <laughs> that's, that's what it that was. That's what it was, Pete Taylor he Park was, Magic. Okay, I don't know how I missed it. So he was the actual embodiment of Pete Taylor. He had a uh, cartoon of himself as a magician on his shirt that he was wearing last night. I couldn't zoom in. Yeah. You know, but how cool was that man? Look like you had a great turnout, tons of kids everywhere. Oh, yeah, that's what you great. want to see. Absolutely. It was awesome. It was great. I think that uh, it was really good having our players get to interact with them. And uh, they did a really good job as well. So um, I think everybody enjoyed it. From a marketing standpoint, it makes a lot of sense because it goes from, you know, obviously you want to continue a fan base. And the way you start creating future fans is doing exactly what you're doing. you got to get them while they're young. That's right. That's right. So you get to expose them to the ballpark, the, the aura, Pete Taylor magic, as you talked about, and then those guys become students. They then become alumni. They then become Eagle Club members, dugout club members, etc. So what Coach Barry talks about a lot, and he is dead on with this, is you invest in the community, you invest in people, and then they turn around and invest in you. And that's, that's a huge part of what we do is we want to give everything we possibly can to Hattiesburg, to the school, to the city and everything. And uh, that's uh, why I feel like we have such a good fan base. Who had the best costume last night on the baseball team? Who were the M&Ms? I saw the Montenegro. Oh, it was, it was yeah. Gabe and Poncho. M&M. Uh, yeah. Montenegro and Montenegro. I just yep. saw the green and yeah, red. Was. Somebody was dressed up like a sumo wrestler. Yeah, that was Garrett Ramsey. <laughs> Garrett Ramsey was a sumo wrestler. Uh, I just saw this from a distance. Dustin Dickerson was like a alien with a with a human like uh, on his back. I don't know. It was something weird. Um, He's from West Jones. We apologize. Yeah, yeah. We're sorry. And then, and then uh, Charlie Fisher was uh, – it was like he was uh, – on a bear's shoulders. It was like a bear. His lower half was a bear and then had two little legs coming around the bear's shoulders like he was on the back of the bear's shoulders. Great, great stuff. Didn't get to have this event last year um, because of COVID, but man, it strikes back and, and Coach Barry, the the Pete Taylor Park magic, you know. That's that's how it all comes good, together. Good there. stuff. Good yeah. stuff. He had a black goatee last night. I don't know if you saw that. I, he, he looked a unique. goatee. Don't, looked, don't all magicians have a little... Right. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. 
All right, what a venue today to host uh, the golf tournament today. The Hattiesburg Country Club, of course, has hosted former uh, PGA uh, tournaments here. And, man, it seems like everybody's having a blast. Uh, Jody Lott, who will be on the, with on uh, with us in a little later, got the grill fired up, had a sausage dog earlier. I mean, just this is what Southern Miss is all about today. Absolutely. It's been awesome. You know, 1987, the Deposit Guarantee Golf Classic, I remember covering it. And I played in the Pro-Am with a Canadian golfer named Dan Halderson, all right, in the Pro-Am. He was terrible, terrible. I mean, he was like five over par in the Pro-Am. And I was telling one of my buddies, I said, this guy can't play dead in a John Wayne movie. I said, this guy has no chance of winning the tournament. Guess what? He, he won. won it. He won the tournament. I'm going, I guess maybe he got all of his bad shots out of the way. But, uh, yeah, 1987, Dan Halderson won this event here. And, of course, it evolved into the what, Viking yeah. tournament now yeah. up in Now, yeah, now you're, you're running errands today. Are you a golfer? Not a very good one. Okay. Yeah. So you were a better pitcher than you were a golfer. No, I wasn't very good at that either. Hush, you were good. <laughs> no, not not a great golfer. I love to golf. Um, I got great clubs. Uh, I think the swing is okay, but the results are all really So it's all bad. about the look then, Kevin. Right. I got good clothes, got a good polo, good hat, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we, we you know, you have more facial hair now. You the the uh, Raleigh Raleigh fingers mm-hmm. has, has disappeared. You you said the reason for that earlier when you were on air with us yeah. a few weeks ago, you know, you have a significant other right. in your life. She she has well, a little control about what shows up on the face. Maybe. Yeah, you know, I got to stick with the beard for right now, especially it's about to be hunting season. There you go. So, got to stay with the beard, but once we get to baseball season, who knows? I got to keep it a surprise if I'm going to do something. Can we get Oz to grow facial hair? Is that possible? I've tried so hard. <laughs> I've tried. I want him to have a beard, a goatee, something. He refuses to do it. Well, now, Keller, you've got a unique perspective. Of course, the big the big news in Southern Miss Athletics, the, the Eagles going to the Sun Belt starting J- July 1st of 2023. You have a unique perspective in that you played in both the Sun Belt and Conference USA. You played for Bruce Petty at, uh, at Louisiana Monroe. Uh, his last year is the, the Warhawks coach there. What's, what's been let me get your opinion first of the news when it broke and what's been the other the players views of the news heading to the Sun Belt so I think that the direction that you look at these two conferences the Sun Belt and the conference you say the directions they're heading right now obviously I think that everybody can agree that the Sun Belt is heading in the right direction and that's a train that we want to be on correct um, I think that the the parity and the competition in the Sun Belt Baseball-wise, now I don't know about football or basketball or anything else, but baseball-wise is going to be really, really good for our baseball program, I think. Um, I think, you know, recruiting is going to get kicked up a notch. It's going to be even tougher with South Alabama and ULL right here in our backyard and recruiting against them. Uh, But whenever it comes down to RPI and playing teams that are potentially top 25, top 30 teams in the country, I think in the Sun Belt we're really going to be able to do that in five weeks out of the year. You have the perspective from a player's standpoint. What were, you know, when you played through at Monroe and went to those different places, what were some of the most – I think Lafayette's a given just because they're crazy down there. But talk a little bit about that atmosphere in Lafayette and then some of the other good good atmospheres in the Sun Belt for baseball. Lafayette was pretty crazy because it was the last – when I was at Monroe, it was the last weekend of the year, and we were – Monroe, they wanted to beat us more than they wanted to beat anyone. Um, those fans, they don't hold back at all. Uh, they're pretty tough on you. But I'll say one that, the one that will surprise you is Texas State's ballpark atmosphere fans is really, really good. Um, and they have a great, great stadium, a really big jumbotron. It's where Paul Goldschmidt played. Um, That's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. They, yeah. they have a, a good history of being 
competitive every single year. Uh, that was one that stuck out to me that was really awesome to go play at. Troy is also is, is good as well. So Kelly, what's cool about this, you know, when we look at football, you know, we, we may we only get to play two of those teams in the in the East every year, but baseball, you're going to play you know, almost all of these teams over the course of a season. So, you know, you look up Coastal may be on your schedule most years. And, and there's really, when it comes to baseball, there's no low-hanging fruit here. All these teams are, are really good, mm-hmm. and Rodney Hennon has been at, uh, at Georgia Southern, you know, for a long time, and that's a program with enrollment and everything else. Georgia Southern just continues to get better. So, man, b- baseball-wise, Old Dominion coming with us, of course. Old you Dominion, know, yeah. I mean, yeah. golly, it's yeah, gonna be good. And then, uh, you know, see what uh, as Fed continues to, uh, you know, over at Monroe, and so you're going to have so much Southern Miss, you know, connection there, yeah. which is which is so cool. So, all right, I said I'd leave your dad out of this. Um, I guess, uh, what is how has been his response for for you to now to be at, at your alma mater and his alma mater now serving as a coach? I tell you what, it's funny because I don't know if he's like paying attention to our Twitter watching our inner squad dates, but it seems like in about the second inning of every inner squad we have, he's calling me, he's texting me. He, like, needs something. I'm like, Dad, you pick the worst times. Try to get in touch with me. But, no, I think he's excited. Yeah. He, uh, he, he's excited. He wants to get back down here watch some games. So is my mom and my little brother and sister, all of them, that they really enjoyed that year that we spent down here um, playing, and uh, they want to be involved again. So. And what are some of the things you guys are trying to uh – to accomplish this fall and a lot of talent on this yeah. team you know i think uh i think especially from a pitching perspective it's kind of funny you look at both their, their opposite from a pitching perspective we have a lot of talent and not as much experience and so we're trying to transition into getting guys into roles and situations that may they may be a little bit uncomfortable in uh just to kind of force them to to fill that out uh to give them that experience they need going in the spring and then from a hitting perspective ton of experience um we're bringing you know most everybody back except for reed trimble uh so we feel very very confident that our lineup is going to be able to produce with a lot of guys a lot of maturity there um and we feel i mean i would say we feel very confident with our in our pitching staff as well we just don't know what those roles are going to be but yet. you know i think i think that travel ball has played a big part in getting freshmen Mm-hmm. ready to play because a lot of these guys through the travel ball process have been on big stages mm-hmm. already it might be with different teams obviously but have have pitched against good competition at really nice venues oh yeah i've been very impressed with some of these freshmen immediately stepping into the box and it's uh you know somebody like a Hurston Waltrip or Tyler Stewart that's throwing in the mid 90s and I, and immediately be able to get some good swings also so, i Go grab a sausage dog and then get back to your work. Thanks for inviting yeah. us out here today. Legends Absolutely. everywhere. I mean, they're just Enjoyed they're just it. everywhere. Keller yeah. Bradford, thanks for stopping yeah. by, bro. Thank you so much. Enjoyed it. Le- Bra- Legends everywhere and even Bailey Hartel. Yeah, even Bailey Hartel. Yeah. <laughs> He's the one that selects the legends, right? That's exactly right. Keller Bradford, Director of Player Development and Operations for Southern Miss Baseball. Hey, big legend coming up. Hill Denson after this on the Eagle Hour. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. 
59 degrees with a 13 mile an hour wind is the present situation at the Hattiesburg Country Club. Love it. Kelly Sander in shorts and a short sleeve t-shirt. Luke Johnson in blue jeans and a Southern Miss pullover. Will Tony producing for us. Michael Mergen's cozy back in the Super Talk Hattiesburg studio. The only thing you're missing is the little fur on the on the little hood like those parkas have. You know? Somebody asked me if I was going to batting practice after this. That's exactly right. Hey, uh... Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by 4th Street World Series back on tonight. The Braves uh, will uh, be playing, looking to, to win one and go up uh, two games to one over the Astros. But 4th Street, the place to get it, of course, 895 lunch happens every single day. Now, we were talking about legends in quotes, like Brian Dozier, you know, let Mark Maddox, legend, Bailey Hartel chooses legend semi legend but, yeah but kelly there's a guy sitting here that is a legend the man who's the field is it's pete taylor park hill denson field <laughs> he is here with us today at at the country club coach good to see you thank you kelly i appreciate that about to freeze to death and looking at you in shorts makes me colder and you man you're all decked out here you got the sweatshirt and i got the long johns on too even underneath that yeah huh? man so you, you got see, wool socks you see the, the grill going over here you're just Stitching to get over there by that I've grill, been by it, waiting on you guys. He, he really was. He was sitting on the side, not waiting on the food. He was getting the treating it like a fire. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, keeping right. warm. But he's been around the grill uh, some himself. And he'll. You've got an interesting perspective. Probably the only person that saw Pete Taylor Park when it started and to how it has developed over the years and to today. How would you describe? That transition through all these years. I think it's the best ballpark in the nation, to tell you the truth. It's not the most expensive ballpark in the nation, but I think it's, I, I really think it's the Wrigley Field of college baseball. It's one that needs to stay like it is, or, or Fenway Park, one of those type deals, and just continue to add some seating and that sort of thing. But it, it's really, really got an atmosphere. I, I can't tell you how many kids over the years I've talked to from other ball clubs. Particularly Mississippi State and Ole Miss guys that are, you know play here and that sort of thing. I've had a lot of people tell me, a lot of those guys tell me, it's their favorite place to play on the road. Just the atmosphere, the electric atmosphere, and the closeness of the fans, and just being a part of all that. It's just just something they really like. Now, when you coached the the Golden Eagles, Coach Denson, you, I dare say, you spent as much time raising money as you did coaching. Is that a fair assessment? And, and how has the job changed over time? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was part of the thing we had to do was build it build it from the ground up, basically. And, uh, you know, that was the point at which they decided they wanted to have, uh, you know, a first-class baseball program. And, and not, not to say anything against Pete. Pete was a great coach, and I played for him. It's just it, it wasn't important. You know, Pete was basically a football coach. It was was assigned that, and, and uh, did a great job with it over those years. I enjoyed playing for him myself, and, and an awful lot of us did. But at that point, I think they decided they wanted to start having baseball and, and, and bring it on along. And, and uh, So I did. Did a lot of fundraising, a lot of different ways of 
getting things. I don't know if it was funds. I wasn't really getting funds as much as trade-out kind of stuff and any way we could get something built and that sort of thing. So. Now, you've coached at, in, at the public institutions. You've coached at private institutions. One of the ongoing arguments by fans uh, is the NCAA funding of scholarships at college baseball at the Division One level, 11.7 scholarships, where basketball and, and football, for example, are, are fully funded. Are you a, a pro 11.7 guy, or would you like to see college baseball fully funded like basketball and football, and, and why for either case? That's really a dumb question, Kelly. <laughs> There's no question which way it needs to be. We got 35-man squad. We need 35 scholarships, what we need. And there's no reason we shouldn't have it. And it's we're being discriminated against, just very honestly. And, and uh, you know, we don't have any political pool. Another anyway. another dumb question. Why can't we get the third assistant, the third paid assistant passed? Same thing. Same thing. We have no political pool in the NCAA. And uh, it's just can't get it done. One of the things you mentioned just a second ago was the guys that come into Pete Taylor Park and, you know, respect uh, how close the fans are to you in the atmosphere. It's because Southern Miss has smart fans. And, you know, usually baseball fans that come to watch college baseball, they're smart. And in some ways what I mean by that is they understand the game they're observing. We don't always see that in football, and, and I'll and you know, I'm a first hand witness of that. But what I'm the, the point I'm saying is you would think the NCAA would look out and say, you know, if you're committed to college baseball, the people that watch college baseball are all in. There, there's really no fair-weather college baseball fans, and you look at what happens in Omaha every year, it just seemed like that would be easy for it to get passed. Right. But, you know, one of the one of the big – of course, I'm a big proponent of, of moving the baseball season into the summer where it should be, and, and I think the American public recognizes that, that our, our year is built on football, basketball, and then baseball. And – We've trying to play college baseball in basketball season, and we never have. We did get it moved back a month. We worked real hard on this in the early nineties, and and the World Series is a month later than it was then. So, but it's not enough. We really need to be playing baseball from April one to August fifteen. That's when the baseball season's supposed to be baseball. American public won't buy a season out of. I mean, a buy a sport out of season. Good example of that right now, the most popular sport in the in the nation, and it took it away from us back in the 80s. But, uh, of course, football, pro football is the most important, and, and college football. And and they try every, about every 10 years, we'll start a new pro football team, pro football league in the summer. We're going to play during baseball season. Public won't buy that. They won't go. Same thing happens with college baseball. We're playing during basketball season when it's cold. Now, if we ever get that moved so that baseball is put where it's supposed to be, we'll be a money sport. Right now, it's only happened in the south, southeast, and California, but California never has. They Those guys out there never have really understood the part about bringing fans to the game. They just have good baseball teams. They have good talent. Well, Cal- California doesn't understand a lot of things, in our <laughs> opinion, Coach Jensen, but we'll let that one go. Now, look, the game has evolved, too, a, a lot in the sense that when you were coaching at Southern Miss, the the prop- 
preponderance of all these select teams. And so now you're seeing 14 and 15 year old kids having Tommy John surgery. And I, that's a little bit extreme, but not much. Uh, is there a downside to all this select baseball? Absolutely. Absolutely a downside to it. I saw more kids in the past few years. Since I left, since I retired at USM, I, I went back to Kosher Private School at Bellhaven. Right. And, um, we, I have seen more kids burned out that don't, they just get tired of it because we're trying to make it a year round sport. I remember when I was here, I was started fall practice and all that kind of stuff. And Jim Gillespie and Doc Harrington would fuss at me all the time about Those were trying, trainers. To go, trying to go year round. Said your arm needs to rest. Your arm needs to rest. And he said, so I really got to a point where I didn't like to send players off and particularly pitchers off in the summer to play in those summer leagues it took so not that i didn't keep them from going but i didn't particularly like it because we'd get guys come back and they'd be too tired to play and, and do what they're supposed to do so i i worry about too much of it right now and these i i'm a big proponent of a kid in school in high school and junior high and high school playing all three sports play yes. football play basketball play baseball or play in the van, whatever. I was you about know, to bring that up because Scott, Coach Barry has told us numerous times that he would much rather have someone who plays multiple sports, different muscle groups are developed because that, that allows you know a kid to last longer and when he specializes. Absolutely. You know, basketball is such a good sport as far as movement and athletic ability and picking up athleticism. And, it, it, you know, in, in our sport doesn't necessarily do that very good. We, uh, we hadn't had you on really since baseball ended up, but, uh, man, a lot of people now pitching in to, to help Coach Corky Palmer. We announced yesterday Melissa Socher and, and her raffle that's going on through baseball season. They've already raised, like, around 14000 uh, Rick Maddox and, and other guys uh, did a GoFundMe, about 27000 And, I uh, mean, I know that's a guy that, that you love. And, Absolutely. Uh, it's, how cool is it to see Southern Miss rallying to him it's right now? Great. It's really great. And, and of course, it's, uh, you know, Corky's in – in the in where he doesn't able to get much better, I don't think so. You know, it's a matter of uh, you know he's got a long way to go, and just I don't know if he can get there. So uh, it's when every time we visit, we have a good good tickling session, laugh a lot. But uh, yep. but he and I have visited several times. In fact, we what we visited one day when Scott and them were playing a ball game on Saturday, Sunday afternoon, whenever, whenever it was, I can't remember, but he was in the Baptist Hospital at the time. But anyhow, it feels so bad, so awful for Gord right now. Well, as, as many things as you accomplished at Southern Miss, Hill Denson, you, what you're probably best known for, though, really, is being Judy Denson's husband. Yeah, she's a lucky woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're not going to put that up for a vote today or anything, but Hill... Continued success. Always love seeing you and uh, many, many healthy returns. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Enjoy it. Well, we freeze, but I enjoyed it. We normally don't talk politics on this show, but the mayor will be joining us on the other side of the commercial break as the Eagle Hour continues live from Hattiesburg Country Club at the Scott Berry Golf Classic. Back in a moment.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Final segment today from the Hattiesburg Country Club Scott Berry Golf Classic. Legends everywhere. We're legends in our own mind. Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander, Will Tony producing for us on site. Michael Merchants, Michael Morgan's producing for us in the Super Talk Hattiesburg Studios. Happy to have you along with us. Remember, you can always find us in podcast form. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. A couple news and notes. Beach Volleyball headed down to uh, Gulf Shores tomorrow. Take on Tulane, Florida State, LSU, and Spring Hill College. Indoor Volleyball uh, will host uh, Louisiana Tech um, this weekend. Free admission tonight at 6 p.m. Tomorrow, free admission at 2 p.m. Will be senior day for Coach Radecki's Lady Eagles. You can watch both of those matches on ESPN+. Plus. All right. Another legend. As we, uh, Jody, Jody Lott, the, the mayor, here he is right here, the, the we're mayor. Spo- we're, supposed, we're supposed to stand up, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. This no. is, Luke, you're good. This Santa, is what we do. <laughs> this is what we do during baseball season. I sit right here. But, uh, Jody, real quick before we get to picks, uh, history made yesterday, Southern Miss soccer, first time in history. They are the West Division champs. I know you always like it when Southern Miss teams make history. Uh, anytime uh, we can be on the winning end, that's great, and especially for that program. Uh, I mean, they've come a long way for uh, with what they've had to work with. Uh, they've done exceptional. Let's get them lights. Somebody step up and get them. There was actually a song written by that on social media talking, I can't go watch the game today because they don't have lights, so I have to work. Anyway, all right, let's get to picks. We've got a full slate of Conference USA games this week. Will, you want to pick with us? Sure. All right, here we go. All right, tomorrow at 1 p.m., first game, North Texas 1-6 and six at Rice. Rice upset UAB last week. Jody Owls are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, we'll go with Rice. Kelly? Man, I, <laughs> you don't want to have to go with either one of them, right? Oh. But, uh, yeah, Rice made believers out of me last week. Rice. Rice puffs. Here we go. Well, I'll go with uh, Rice. Couldn't believe they upset UAB last week, but I'll go with Rice. All right, 230. From Huntington, West Virginia, the officially now Sunbelt-headed Marshall Thundering Herd will host FIU. Marshall 4-3, and three. Jody uh, Hurd a three-touchdown favorite. Marshall in a route. Uh, it, it might even be more than three. FIU, PU. I'll take Marshall. Marshall. Go Hurd. Thanks for uh, for joining us in the Sun Belt. Marshall will win that one. All right, Louisiana Tech goes to Norfolk, our brand new uh, Sun Belt friend. Also, Old Dominion. Tech's only a four point favorite on the road. Louisiana Tech severely disappointed this year. Jody, uh, very disappointing. Uh, I'm sure from their normal standards, but. Uh I hate it. I'm going to have to go with Tech. Yeah, I'll go with Tech as well on the road. I think Old Dominion's got a shot. Old Dominion excited from the announcement. James Madison's coming in. They're going to win. Monarch's going to take it. Louisiana Tech's kind of mad about these announcements too, though, so you never know. (laughs) Old Dominion's going to win that one. All right. They'll get over it. (laughs) 3 o'clock, they always do. And if they don't, Jody, who cares? And if they don't, uh, (laughs) we can't can't say it on the program. Tech going to Tech. All right, 3 p.m. Charlotte at the nicest fans in the world, Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky, a 17-and-a-half point favorite in that one. Let's see how. I was going to say, that surprises me that, that the spread is what it is. I'll, I'm going to take the Hilltoppers. I just don't think it's going to be 17 and a half. Uh, I'm going with Charlotte. Uh, no, I don't pull for Western Kentucky anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Charlotte. 
I'm going to go with Charlotte, too. That The over-under in this game, 73. So I'm taking the home team, who's a 17-point favorite, alone. I'm kind of like Jody, though. I just don't like Western Kentucky. No, I don't either. But, I mean, <laughs> you know, trying to be to win this thing is a different deal. UTEP, 6-1 and one at FAU. Got to cross the country as far as really as you can go in Conference USA. Owls, a 11-point favorite at home. I'll take uh, Florida Atlantic, a lot of jet lag. I'm going to take the Miners. The Miners have made believers out of me this year. UTEP. I'm going to go with the 20,000 social media strong UTEP Miners. Ah, so Jody's going <laughs> Jody's alone. alone at, and FAU probably win that one by three touchdowns. All right. Southern Miss at Middle Tennessee. Eagles in all white. Middle Tennessee, it's closed. 13-and-a-half point favorite. ESPN tomorrow. ESPN Plus tomorrow, 230. I'm sorry. i got to go with Middle Tennessee. I'm sorry, too. i got to go with Middle Tennessee. I'm going to abstain. Oh, <laughs> like a true politician, Will Tony, abstaining yeah. here. I've not yet begun to fight. Go Eagles. And all white tomorrow <laughs> on the road, they will upset. All right, real quick, couple of uh, games in the pros. Bengals at Jets. Can we all just agree Bengals are going to win this one? Yeah. Yes. Bengals are going to win this yeah. one. All right, in honor of our buddy uh, Bob Getty, who's doing better after a medical procedure yesterday, out in the uh, Rocky Mountains, Washington at Denver. Uh, I'm going Denver all the way. I think I'm going to take Washington. Denver. I'm going to go Washington with a defense. And then the Bucks at the Saints on Halloween, 325 p.m. on Fox in the Superdome. I hate to say it, but uh, Brady's coming through again. No. Nope. Who dat, Jody? Who dat? I think Halloween, you can't bet against the Saints. No, there's too much crazy stuff going yeah. on. Go Saints. Who dat? All right. Last couple seconds, Jody, what a day here. So many people out here see legends everywhere. Great opportunity to raise money for Southern Miss baseball. Great opportunity. Uh, people come out uh, that you haven't seen in years. Great fundraiser. Great time. Hey, and your sausage was pretty great, too. We, well, we thank you very much. That. Yes, indeed. All right. On a windy day, but lots of golf playing. We are helping Southern Miss baseball. You get something you got to say? Santa hadn't eaten all my sausage yet. No, he, I mean, he, I, I, bought, I bought 20 extra pounds. Good job, Kelly. Just, we wanted him to be Good able job, to talk Kelly. during the show, so as soon as we're done, he's headed over. I was going to say, wrap up the show so there we, we go. go. He's, he's, he's taking his head, headset off heading over there. We hope you have a great weekend. We'll catch you Monday on the Eagle Hour. Go Eagles, going to beat Middle Tennessee. And as always, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.